Hello there, welcome to this week's episode on Girl on the Move. And on 6th March, I went for a hiking to Mount Emburu Western Summit. And I used the services of Abdora KE. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram as Abdora KE. And the charges were 2,999 shillings. And the approximate distance for this was 25 kilometers, and the time was 7 to 8 hours. And the altitude was at 2,823 meters above sea level. And I'm going to start one from here. We're going to call this Post Mount Eburu Western Summit. And you know, the funny thing about Mount Eburu is that there are six trails in a mountain. Like, this is a mountain I love to go back to because that's the beauty of it. Deep in Mount Eburu Forest in Nakuru County on the Nakuru Highway. Thereby, you make a left turn once you see the Russia Congonial Road signage on the road. And this is a three and a half to four hours journey from Nairobi, and it provides glimpse views of the Great Rift Valley as gazelle bubbles, bushbacks wander across the Tarmac Road. Mount Eburu is also known as Mount of, Mountain of Steam, or Oldoinia Opuru. And this was named by the Maasai community in the 18th century and is blessed to have two highest peaks standing at an elevation of 2,823 meters, that's 9,260 feet, and 2,855 meters, which is 9,365 feet above sea level. And this represent Western Emburu and Eastern Emburu, respectively. And this came about by a volcanic activities 30,000 years ago that also resulted to the Great Rift Valley and can be accessed from the main forest road above Eburu Forest Station. More so, these elevations play a crucial part in influencing local weather patterns. For those dwelling at the Naivasha and Elementaita Nakuru Lake basins by intercepting moisture-bearing winds, the massive lifts and cools the air, forming clouds and producing regular localized rain showers, which we experienced on our descent. Like we experienced little little showers, but it didn't rain, but the thunderstorms were so high that it did rain. And what sets apart these two summits is age. Eastern Eburu is more recent with hot springs and steel jets, showcasing its high volcanic activity, whereas the Western Eburu is old as a result of fiery volcanic disruptions dating years back. On the other hand, Western Eburu is less disturbed. Not many use this trail as hikers prefer the most scenic, which is Eastern Emburu, which is being transformed by Kenjin. The other trails include Visit Emburu has six trails and we've only talked about the Western and Eastern Emburu. So the other trails include Deep Valley on the Waterfall Trail, which stands at 2,518 meters above sea level. And this can be accessed from the main gate, from the main forest gate. The Fifi River is a spectacular chassis in with a deep valley waterfall offering picturesque views. However, this is one of the toughest trails of all and you need to have waterproof boots that go all the way up, preferably gum boots because you, you're going to cross the Fifi River. And it's steep, so a lot of physical energy is required of you. The other one is the Fifi Forest in Creed. It's 2,538 meters. And this can be accessed from Kongoni via the Fifi Center on Lake Nevasha. And this takes the form of a circuit with 
panoramic views of the upper and lower canopies of Mount Ebola Forest. It's like you're going in circles on this route for a small of a circuit. The other one is Litatano or Kahuho Spring, which stands at 2,479 meters, which begins inside the Ebola Forest itself. Its signage is actually a route to the Western Summit, that's where we saw the signage of the Kahuho Spring. And Litatano is the name of a spring dispensing from the head of an isolated valley in the forest. And the last trail is known as the Gawamoni Cave, standing at 2,750 meters above sea level which is also accessed inside Ebulu Forest, and its track is also on the Western Summit route. Yes, we saw also the, the signage for this. And the cave is often used by the Ogiek community as a base from which to gather honey from traditional beehives in the forest. So in the forest, on top of trees, we spotted a number of beehives. And I'm thinking that these are the beehives where the Ogiek community come and harvest their honey from. Now let's go back to hiking, shall we? Pull up! Back to 8.30 a.m. 8.30 a.m. is the time we arrived at the gate of the Ebulu Forest Gate. And what happened? Let's go. So steam animated from the Kenjan plant across the entry forest station, taking one back to geothermal resource as an additional energy for the national power grid. A few kilometers back to the community surrounding this forest are creative ways in which they have improvised condensers to trap water from the jets for drinking in domestic use. Like guys, you have to see how creativity is taking part. Like they have these big drums and they have these pipes going all the way to the steam vents and that's how they actually trap their water through condensers. It's, it's crazy. After briefing, our hike began to what I'd call Alice in Wonderland. The fairy walk and encompassed of century old unbroken canopies which provided a cooling effect with little sunlight penetration. Its very nature came together to give a hiker an unforgettable moment. Mosses and lichens hanging loose to intertwined parasite coast tree affairs opened doors to the western trek that started off on clear paved pathways which with the greenery serenading us to a magical tune. According to documentation, there are 326 plant species from 87 families recorded in Ebulu Forest. Sadly, none of these unique vintage trees have tags for killing and grasping each and every one that was pronounced by our local guide, Sege. Sege, in our, in our Kikuyu dialect, he says Sege. But for the Afton people, they may just say, according to Chege, our local guide. He pronounced each and every name and that was forgettable. And when I inquired why the forest hasn't started this initiative from him, he claimed plants are underway after many travelers have recommended it to him. Nature knows I want to run. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you go to a blue forest, most of these trees that are so old and vintage-like and which have some history to them do not have tags names. And listening to Sege, Say each and every one of them was tiresome, and you had to record, like, to listen to this recording from each other and tell me if you could grasp anything. Medio, medio, pepo, sabe? Pepo, 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 pepo,
So that was Chege doing his work, telling us the name of trees and at times we had to record, at times the name I should have to grasp and that was it. Let's continue. Dry tusks of grass opened up, marinating our skin because for a moment we forgot the sign, the shiny sun was out there. And like the Abedea, tusks of grass that retain water. This doesn't store water during the rainy season as it flows downhill to a stream. There's no drunk maneuver. Dense vegetation took over a staying natural's literary band, while hitchhiking plants held tightly to our attires. Real hiking began here. Like, real hiking began here in terms of this is when now we were able now to ascend steeply. This is when you could feel your legs giving up or taking over the hike, you know? And endangered mountain bogo, black and white columbus monkeys. Leopards, ducats, buffaloes, bushbacks, turaco and trombone birds, butterflies and snails make a fauna on this route. And yes, your girl here collected a number of snail shells, turaco plus trombone bird feathers, and your porcupine queen found another quill. Yes, that's my souvenir collection. I collected a porcupine quill, shells of snails, and feathers of birds. Efforts are underway to breed the bogos from North Kenya and the Abadeas while making Eburu their natural habitat since they are, they are a bioindicator flagship for the health of the Mount Eburu ecosystem. More so, Sege stated, he knows a lot, you have to give him credit, that in the 1960s and 70s, these bogos had been captured and, export, and exported to zoos in the US. And But with the help of the Bongo Surveillance Project, are being repatriated and being reintroduced into their ancestral habitats here in Kenya. African mountain baboos trees start tall, shifting the terrain of this jungle. No honking is heard and their leaves aren't slippery. Elephant hill scenario isn't felt here. What lacks in this bamboo zone are a good number of them, as large tracts have been cleared by locals who use the stock of this giant grass as building material. Of interest is the prunus African Africana trees that are seriously threatened. Currently listed under Appendix 2 of the sites, which provides for license trade only in bark and in other products derived from the tree. Appendix 2 of sites is whereby we talked about the endangered, the endangered flora and fauna in the, in the conservation measures. That's the law. The deep valley beautified by Podocaps, Juniper's first Dombea, luxurious tree fans provided a rich canopy of its tail as Lekna Crescent Island, Mount Escarpment, and Mount Lebanon showed up. Loberia's fan species, Naxia congesta, African bridge, parasol tree, and wild pepper, which according to Chege can marinate a chicken, complemented the trail to the summit where 46 of the Gina Dam, built in colonial times to capture water from a natural spring located at Mukuru Saimo, Saimo Valley. And Saimo, 
Simon, mukuru wa Valley, Simon or Simon. I think this was Simon, but the Kikuitu will live in the Mauve Blue Forest. Nicknamed Simon. You know, we have that thing in Kikuitu Pacha by you. Shorten name. So Simon was a white man back in the 1930s as most of Mao Eburu was surrounded by European-owned lands and the Regina or Oposita was built during that period to capture water from his valley, which was used in irrigation and for domestic use. And at this 46-year-old Regina Dam, this way by animals, the like of the Bongos and the Dukas come to drink water from this dam. And unfortunately, we didn't spot any of the bongos, any of the dukas. What we spotted was their poo and their footprints. We didn't see them. And according to Chege, most of these animals are machuno. That means they are active at night, maturing the days or the so. Yeah, and that's it for the Mount Eru Western Summit. There's so much to learn about the Mount Eru, about its ecosystem, about its flora and fauna, which is very amazing. And for this thing, for, for, for much information, you can go to Rhino Ark. Rhino Ark has so much detailed information about Mount about, about Mau Eru Forest. And if you love to learn about trees, there's some detailed biological names to them. You have to learn about bird species or the black white species, or if the animal, or generally every rhino arc has great, great information. That's it for this week's episode. See you on the next episode on my hiking adventures. Bye bye.